This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's bring you an update on a story we talked about on an earlier show. It's been called now The Day the Music Burned. June 1st, 2008. Now, some people might remember this. There was a fire that occurred across the back lot of Universal Studios Hollywood on that day. And one of the things that burned up in that fire was a famous movie set. It was uh, the Courthouse Square uh, featured in the film Back to the Future. So that was one of the headlines at that time, that that set had burned up. Universal Studios that day also disclosed that some TV and video footage was also burned in that fire. But they also said there was no no TV or video footage burned, that they didn't have a backup of it. They had backup copies of the TV and video. So it didn't sound like it was too bad. Now, though, we're learning about just what was lost in this fire. And this is an extraordinary story in the New York Times on, on June 11th this year, and that was the headline, The Day the Music Burned, revealing through court records and, and, other, and other evidence that a lot of master recordings of music was burned in this fire, including uh, modern artists like Elton John, Nine Inch Nails, Nirvana, Snoop Dogg, Joni Mitchell on the list. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Even more disturbing, from my point of view, are the master recordings of some of the great jazz artists in America. Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington, Bing Crosby, Ella Fitzgerald. You know, These are master recordings. Now, there's, there's copies of these recordings on records, but we're talking the master tapes, the original best quality recordings potentially lost in this fire now let's bring you an update now with some of the artists involved filing a class action lawsuit over this david friend is the fine entertainment reporter for the canadian press news agency i'm very pleased to welcome him back hiya david hi thanks again for coming on what's the latest on this now so i've i've spoken to a few uh canadian artists and producers who so far haven't gone on the record but from what I'm gathering there's a lot of confusion right now. A lot of musicians, have, for example, I spoke to a producer last week who he didn't want to go on the record yet, but uh, I called him in the studio and he said to me, look, I know some of my stuff was in there. I don't know how much, I don't know what, and I'm in the middle of a recording session right now with these other guys who are just throwing their hands up in the air because they know I'm talking to you about the universal fire. That's all we're talking about right now, and we have no answers. So that's where we kind of stand right now. Um, you've seen some of the U.S. artists uh, sort of band together for this class action lawsuit, but it seems like not everyone's going to approach it that way. 
Um, some artists might go solo with their own lawsuits. Um, there have been some questions of whether some artists might just not bother at all because it may ruffle the feathers at one of or the largest record label in the world. Um, it's a bit of a mess right now, and I think everyone's just trying to figure out how they want to go forward. Yeah, it really is uh, confusing for sure. Now, you've got a group of lawyers now who have banded together with uh, some of these artists who have launched this class action, like you said, David. So I'm, I'm looking down the list of the artists here on this class action lawsuit. Uh, Soundgarden, um, to the estate of Tupac Shakur, the, the late ex-wife of Tom Petty, uh, or the ex-wife of the late Tom Petty, and, and some others. So in this class action lawsuit, what are they seeking? They are, they're seeking some sort of compensation. Now, when Universal, ha when the fire occurred, Universal had insurance payouts um, that were basically pocketed by the corporation. And um, so some of the artists are saying, well, some of this money should be going to us because what was in those vaults would be, uh, you know, revenue generating theoretically in the future. So that yeah. seems to be where a lot of them are positioning themselves at this point. Okay, it's confusing because what is Universal saying? Because ne they've now put out a, a statement at one point disputing some of the New York Times uh, reporting on this, right? Yeah, they, they were very careful around the wording that they used when they were disputing it. They didn't yeah. say it was fully inaccurate or anything like that. I think they said there were some inaccuracies. I, I believe that's the wording they used. But they've been very careful not to say anything that could come back in court, I, I believe. Yeah, but Universal Studios, I don't know, they, they don't seem to have been up front with the public about precisely what was lost here. I mean, if you go back all those years when the fire happened, I mean, all the way back to 2008, we certainly mm. weren't he hearing at that time about all these master... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Recordings being burned up. I mean, we're only no. finding out about so, so much time has passed. Well, the other thing, too, is that what was inside the, the facility apparently wasn't very well cataloged. So it could also be that Universal didn't know what they lost. And so it's taken them years to figure it out. Obviously, they haven't been very forward with it. But um, I, I've talked to an artist earlier this week, a Canadian, who hasn't, he's not entirely certain that his work is in there. And he said to me, uh, I believe that the record label that I used to work at, it was acquired by Universal in one of their many acquisitions over the years. So my masters could be in there, but I don't actually know. So I've called my lawyer, but he's on vacation. So now I'm just waiting to see if my stuff burned. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, when you take a look down the list of these artists, too, I mean, the artists that are in the New York Times story, they're talking thousands and thousands of master tapes potentially burned in this fire. And you're talking sort of like the the, the royalty of, um, of American pop music, you know? I mean, it just goes down the list of, like, some of the names we've already mentioned, but there's, like, Ray Charles, Chuck Berry, Elton John, The Police, Nirvana. I mean, it just... It just goes on and on, and to think that these master recordings have been lost in this fire is very troubling. What what is the uh, by the way, David? What is the importance of a master a tape recording? Why is it important to preserve that? Because a lot of this stuff would have been pressed onto record, so there's copies of it, right? 
Right. Well, what the New York Times article did very well, I think, was pointing out that the technology for recording is actually far more advanced than playback technology. So what they capture, and when you think about all the, you know, the complex mics and everything else that's sort of layered in a studio, um, what they capture is, is far more layered and, and elaborate than the speakers that you have in your house. So the master recording, aside from, you know, maybe having songs that haven't been released yet or never were and may come up in a box in the future, they also have a quality recording that, you know, 20, 30 years down the road could unveil something that was buried in the, in the previous mixes. So it's, it's the, it's, you know, stage one of, of the recording in, in all senses of the word. Right. And it's important to preserve that because it's the best quality. Yeah, and right. I think that's sort of been downplayed. A lot of people that I've spoken with have said, well, you know, so what? There's digital copies. But yeah. digital copies are, if, if anything, they're even more uh, easy to lose than physical copies. So it, uh, there's, there's a real conversation here, I think, that people in the public need to understand, and also the music industry especially, about preservation, how it's being done, who's responsible for it, and also how capitalist uh, companies um, maintain the history that they created once. For yeah. the you know for the generations to come, is there any evidence that uh, there may have been recordings lost in this fire that were unique recordings that were there were no copies made? It was never issued to the public on a record, for example, and maybe maybe some of that has been lost forever if it was never if there were no backups made. Well, because they're the the masters, they are actually recordings of the sessions often. So there yeah. would be songs on there that I mean, the, this isn't the first instance where uh, a, a facility has burned. Uh, there was one in New York many years ago um, that that caught fire, and I believe a bunch of Aretha Franklin recordings were lost. Um, so. Th- it's it's just that there's so many things that can be on these tapes that we don't even know about yet, or we'll right. probably never know, because often box sets come about when someone's going through the library and they stumble across this recording that no one knew existed, and then all of a sudden it's on a release. Right. There's a lot of surprises in music history that you just kind of find. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's very troubling to think that that, that, could, that, that could be lost now. Um, I think that's what's... That's what's uh, what a lot of people are trying to wrap their heads around now is that we know this is tragic. We know we've lost a lot, but there's no way to quantify necessarily. And, and the yeah. courts will in some way probably try to quantify it, but there's no way to really know what we lost. There's just this feeling of something missing now that we thought we would always have. Last question for you, David. I mean, the, the class action lawsuit that's been launched by some of these affected artists also says that uh, United Music uh, maybe didn't were did not adequately store these master tape recordings that the the works were stored in inadequate sub substandard storage facilities and i think maybe that's maybe one of the the other important elements of this is are we sure that the the master recordings that exist now in the in the united states of of important historical artists and in, in our own country in canada are they being adequately preserved and protected it's a great question. It's, it's something I've been looking into in relation to Canada. Um, it's uh, not something you usually get an answer to, but in the States, it's been a conversation for a while. The Library of Congress obviously has a better role in this. Um, it, it comes down to that question of what does a for-profit company want to do with something once it's no longer profitable? And often uh, when it comes down to you know the, the bottom line, they want to junk it or find a way to cut costs that may endanger history. It's, it's, it's something that I don't think that we fully come to terms with yet, but I think we need to talk about it. Okay, you continue to do a great job in that story. Thank you for coming on. Thanks a lot. Take care. I appreciate it. That's David Friend. He is the entertainment reporter uh, for the Canadian Press.